You are listening to the Book of Firsts podcast. In these special bonus episodes, we are hearing all the best and absolute worst of the first time experiences that all you lovely listeners have so kindly sent into us. From first dates and first kisses to first friendships and first rejections, we'll be flicking back through all the memories and chatting to some familiar faces along the way. I'm Emma Tyndall, podcaster and producer, and this is the Book of Firsts. Hey everyone and welcome to the first bonus episode of the series, kicking things off with potentially one of my all-time favourite topics, first dates. And I thought what better person to co-host a show about first dates than with someone I've actually been on a first date with myself. So today I am joined by the wonderful Fraser McDonald. You might remember him from the Getting the Ick episode which I released earlier this year and um, if you haven't heard that one yet I would strongly recommend going back and giving it a listen after this show because it yeah was probably one of my favourite to date. So, oh, pun intended. There you go. (laughs) So Fraser and I had a really high influx of stories and voice notes sent into us from you guys at home, which was brilliant, but it did mean that we had a lot of content to get through. And so as a result, this episode is actually now going to be a two-parter with the second half dropping next week. We managed to cram in an awful lot into one hour. So thank you so much to everyone who got involved back home. You had us cracking up with your stories from start to finish. Uh, So yeah, without further ado, let's get Fraser in here and on with the show. Back by popular demand for the first dates episode is the spectacular, wonderful Fraser McDonald. Hello, Fraser. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. The last one was very fun. And because I'm tagged in it on Instagram, considering we're linking this to first dates, a lot of first dates have brought it up. No way. Have they actually? Yeah. That's no. so funny. I get I get um, somebody the other day watched it in full. That's free publicity for me. Thank you. I know you're doing well. <laughs> and uh, well, it, it's just my absolute smashing of hinge and stuff over the last year has really promoted the uh the podcast <laughs> can you put it on your profile actually i'd rather you do that that would be good this part, like uh, just yeah, a little I, link to it yeah i mean yeah maybe we'll see how we'll see if uh <laughs> the hinge life carries on so today we're going to be going through our best and worst first date experiences of which i'm sure there are many given um given the two of us um and then we've also got loads and loads of stories sent in from you guys from home messages and voice notes and stuff so we'll get into those as well and then at the end we have a special treat for you guys because fraser and i have been a little busy and we are actually going to be (laughs) reading out date reviews uh from first dates that we've been on Um, (laughs) did you get any negative ones (laughs) I, I got one negative. I'm not going to lie. Ooh. Most were most were positive. I'm I'm a catch. What can I say? I know. Well, the my I think four out of four I would say can be seen in a positive light of mine. I think it's four. I'm yeah. excited to hear those. They're going to be good. Um, yeah. I wanted to kick things off though by asking you. I mean, obviously, we're both kind of serial daters. Do you have any sort of first date rituals, or do you do you enjoy first dates? Like, is it an enjoyable experience for you? Uh yeah, I I do like them, and because because they're always a lot of fun, you know. 
Mm. Well, it depends. You know, you can make the fun. Don't get me wrong. You can get, have some absolute stinkers, but I try not to. Um, I, I pick it. I think I pick and choose quite well with interesting people. Yeah. Um, ritual wise, no, I just turn up and smash it as, as usual. Nice. Do you not have like um, a first date outfit? Like a lot of my female friends were like, yeah, that is my go-to like first date outfit. I've got two. No, I just, I, I don't know. I just check what's in the cupboard and I, and I club or something together and then hope it impresses. I don't, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really, honestly, I'm so casual with it. It's, um, I don't know, if, if you if you make yourself nervous, I don't know many people who do get nervous. Do you get nervous? First date? First date I, I think it depends how much I think I'm going to like them or want to like them. Um, but yeah, most of the time I actually just enjoy chatting to people. And that's when I'm always like, when people say, oh, I left early because it was rubbish. Mm. I always think like, I would never leave a date and not see it through to the end just because you actually don't know what you might learn about them or like learn about yourself, like, or what connections can come of it, you know? So exactly. Yeah. I've never, I've never left early or has a, um, experience where somebody's gone oh this is this is going on i need to leave yeah. mainly because i'm absolutely riveting but uh you know, <laughs> no but, crawling yeah. out the window stories or anything exactly like that. i see it i see it out all the way through <laughs> what's the best first date you've been on i was <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um i honestly good answer I, I, I don't know at this point i've been single for three and a half years I've been, it seems like I've been on thousands of first dates and mm-hmm. it's just hard. A lot of them are just, a lot of it is the same thing. We're go- whether, whether you like it or not, it is the same thing. You either go out for, you know, drinks mainly, even though that's my, I've been sober now for seven months. So have you actually? Uh, yeah. Seven oh my months. gosh. Congrats. So the, I had no idea. Thank you very much. Yeah. The, uh, the dating has changed up, although, you know, I, I still suggest going for drinks because it's easier, it's a more casual environment. So, you know, that's kind of the the regular regular date thing in terms of good first dates. It just mainly depends on the person. Doing the activity isn't what makes it good. It's 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 the person you're going on on the date with. So, yeah, I've had great first dates. I've made some I've made some great people regardless of what we're doing on the on the evening or day or whatever. Yeah, that's so interesting. So when you go on a first date now, like, do you tell girls that you don't drink beforehand or do you just go and then you're like, oh, I'm just going to have a, like, how do you navigate that? Um, well, if I get asked out for drinks, I I disclaim it straight away. Um, you know, I'm happy to do it, but just bear in mind, I'm, I'm, I am sober. Just don't think that's weird when I don't have a drink or whatever. And then, yeah, yeah. And normally I just, it depends if I'm, if I'm out and about and it comes up, it comes up and I just explain it. And then this, yeah. this I've not had one. What have I, have I had a bad reaction? Some people are like, oh, is this like a, a forever thing? Is this a lifestyle thing? Go on. It'll be fun and all that. But nah, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, most people, I'd say 99.9% of people are really just cool with it. And, and it, it never interrupts it. Right? Mm. It's just, yeah, nice. you just got to chat anyway, haven't you? Yeah. The thing I find most frustrating about first dates is that I've been on countless first dates, but second dates are probably I could count on one hand. Yeah. And it's like, how do you, how do you, especially in online dating and stuff like that, how do you navigate, like pick out the people who you think are going to be good for you? I think I'm so bad at it. I think I'm so, so, so bad at it because I just go on them and I'm like, oh, you're a lovely person, but 
I don't know about you, but I can tell if I'm attracted to someone or like if I want to see them again after about yeah. 90 seconds. Like I'll meet them and I'll, I'll just know. And then after that, it's like, well, this will be a nice evening, but I'm, I've kind of clocked out on that level. Um, Yeah, I get what you mean. Don't get me wrong. They're... But at the same time, I think I, I give a lot of, some people are, are more, I know you're a very chatty person. I'm a very chatty person, confident and whatever. Mm. A lot of people take a bit more time to warm up. So, you know, I give it the benefit of the date for the first date and then we see how it goes afterwards. Yeah. One question I was going to ask you in this remit, right, is whether you yeah. have a rule about shagging on the first date, because a lot of the listener stories that we got um, were very much related around sex or sexual yeah. activity, shall we say. Um, so do you have a rule about that or no? I mean, I don't even know um, what I'm asking you. You definitely don't. <laughs> no, of course I don't have a rule. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, yeah. I was having a discussion the other day with someone one who was saying it's more like respectful or, or whatever classy to wait and i find that i, f- I think that's quite insulting to people who don't mm. just because you want to do the activities or whatever after a first date doesn't mean like you're just some harlot you know uh who's, yeah. who's just open open for anything you could re- genuinely get along really well and it just happened you know and then you might not see each other again you might do well what's the there's no harm in either scenario, so mm. yeah, I'm 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 comp- I'm open for both. If if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then it doesn't happen. It's, I'm not going to cry about it at the end of the night. Totally, yeah. I think mainly from a female perspective, I see it in the sense that a lot of girls don't want to give out on the first date and then not be and then be ghosted essentially, right? Like yeah. that that is a very common occurrence. Um. And so I do understand it from that perspective. But yeah, I definitely don't think that you should be judged. No. Like a friend like not. a friend of mine in England, he said to me, he was like, because I was saying how unsuccessful all of my dating had been for like long-term things. And I wasn't really looking for long-term anyway, but like it was still just not really happening. And he was like, Emma, maybe you should just stop sleeping with guys on the first date. And I was like, oh, but but it's such a weird, like imagine waiting five like five dates to sleep with someone let's say and then and then you sleep with them and it's absolutely crap and you're like what a waste of time like yeah this is exactly the argument i had with the with the person who i I had this conversation with first of all the time the energy the finances that you've you've spent and put into the going on three four five dates yeah and then at the end of it a bedrock of what you're going to be doing long term is completely crap Mm -hmm. what are you going to do then you can't, yeah. you can't be like, oh, sorry, I really like you. We've gone on five dates. But the truth of the matter is, well, you don't, we don't work in bed. And mm. I never want to see you again. Because <laughs> that's, that, that's so the long work. and short of it. I know it sounds cruel, but you might as well get out of the way. Yeah, that is. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree with you. I agree. And it's such a big part of dating in general. I just don't understand why there's such a big facade around the first date being, you know, that you that you can't do it or that it's bad. Yeah, I totally get yeah, that. Yeah. Um, someone sent in a hilarious sex-related first date story, right? So he said, long story short, I ended up back at hers on a Wednesday, was enjoying my breakfast in the morning when her housemate walks in and it happens to be the girl I had organized to go on a first date with that Friday. Safe to Incredible. say neither of them found it as funny as I did. And I never <laughs> saw either of them again. <laughs> Amazing. I wish, honestly, I wish he ended up had that Friday night dinner and ended up at the same place. That was incredible. What a story. Yeah. So good, right? Have you ever had anything like that? 
I've had people, for example, there was one time I met this girl in like Chinatown. I was in like an all bar one. I rocked up. It was after work. It was like a Wednesday, Thursday night. And um, there was this girl in there. She was gorgeous. And she was like six foot. And I was like, right, she's the tallest girl in here. I'm a bit, it was when I was drinking. I am going to go and talk to her regardless, just to, just to make it, make it known. Rock up, get a number. And it was just called like, I was saved. It was like all bar one girl. Yeah, we're chatting away, chatting away the next day. Oh, what's your Instagram? Add her on Instagram. She knows about 10 people that I know. Random stranger, random, and people that I'm close to as well, that I was going out with regularly at the time. And I was like, how the hell do you know this, these people? And then they all went to uni together, all in the same class. Oh, gosh. That's a good cue, actually. Would you rather date someone who you've got a little bit of a connection to? So, like, for example, when we matched, I was like, oh, you know, my friend Holly. And that automatically made me be like, oh, cool. I actually do want to like date you because like, if you're friends with someone I'm friends with, then you can't be, you know, a weirdo or like that bad. So do you do you actually take that as sometimes like a positive? I guess there is positives. I've never I've never been set up by by anyone ever. Mm. So there's that. So I've never had that platform to go on. Um, I guess it is kind of helpful, but I tend to keep it separate i tend mm. to keep it separate you know uh, and they mainly because I, d- I don't know why why i, I like to be more anonymous i guess mm-hmm. and not because then the news goes back and then there's more people talking about it i'd rather it just be, be between me and the person yeah no that makes sense yeah. i get that um yeah. so another sex related story we had come in was <laughs> another guy a memorable first date, I fingered her in the back of the cinema while watching Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. <laughs> That's a long time ago as well. How old were they? I'm going to say about 15. Oh, my God. Fingered in Harry Potter. I think I'd be ashamed. I hope they never saw each other again. I know. I was just thinking also, imagine being fingered while Dobby dies. Like, what, an, what a terrible way to do that. Yeah. Do you think he timed it for a certain section where, where it wasn't too sad? Maybe something exciting was happening. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a particular part in the Deathly Hallows where? Oh, you I don't be... know. I, I haven't watched them films in so long. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not really into Harry Potter. So, I, I remember going to see him in the cinema. But the, what grinds my gears is people our age walking around in like freaking Hogwarts gowns and and wands. <laughs> it's just a bunch of losers. Grow up, man. No, you know, it happened disagree. twenty years ago. It happened twenty <laughs> years ago. It was a good little thing. Just. It's over now. We're adults. Come on. Absolutely not. Couldn't disagree with you more. I'm still so obsessed with it. It's actually an ick, Fraser, when boys say they don't like Harry Potter. I'm like, right, well, it's we an, can't be. It's an ick when a, <laughs> and a girl says they like it. Obsesses <laughs> over it. <laughs> no wonder we never worked out. This is the crazy. I know, but it. you did. Maybe I. That, that's it. You went. You went out for for a couple of minutes, and I did a little search, and I found your gains, and I was like, yeah, this ain't happening. <laughs> Got a bought, a I've got one final one, which I think you might like. So, um, this is sent in from a girl, and she said, I went on a first date with my current boyfriend back in final year of uni. We started mm-hmm. the date very nicely, pizza coupled with plenty of rose wine, and ended up going back to my uni house, sitting in the garden, Ooh. stargazing, chatting shit, flirting away. Cute. Yeah. Then one thing led to another and we ended up having sex outside on my housemate's beanbag underneath a less than suitable dressing gown as a cover while the rest of my uni mates were a mere few metres away inside watching TV. 
<laughs> Did they know? Were they watching? Were they watching them or the TV? Oh, um, the detail. <laughs> well, I know this because I was in that uni house. So, oh, there we go. <laughs> What's the context? I can safely say that I didn't notice them. Yeah. Um. But the next day, I think someone went to sit on the beanbag and she was like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a good thought, you know, the moment yeah. takes over, you know. It, it does. In these I, think, I think that you shouldn't, you shouldn't stop yourself if the moment's there. Definitely not. It's like the whole one night stand question though, isn't it? It's like, do you leave like what time is a suitable time to leave i think the same can be said for a date like if you go on a really good first yeah. date and you sleep with someone and you stay over like some people as soon, as soon as your eyes open as soon as your eyes open <laughs> stand up and make yourself a scarper that's how, that's how i would put it just get out of there you don't want to be hanging around what well, it leads but, more to the imagination if you leave right yeah just be like as soon as you wake up be like oh it's really nice blah, blah blah get dressed get out and then text each other after if you're going to do it again you don't want to, especially if they live with people, you don't want to wake up at a time when people are also milling about in the house that you've got to bump into. God forbid they live with their parents. Can you imagine? Uh, just just get up and, and escape straight away. My advice, boys and girls or whatever you are, escape immediately. We did have a, a, message. a couple of people write in and say that they'd had dates which had stayed the whole day and they'd come back from uni or work or whatever and they were actually still there um and that would just be the biggest it's the worst like yeah there was a guy i lived with in second year he was a bit like he's a bit of a mess to be honest like some somerset boy we used to live on the street same street as as this group of girls and he ended up going back with one she got up to go to uni he led there all day pissed himself in the bed slept in the piss woke up and scarpered she came home there was all piss in the bed Oh, no. He didn't get in until like four in the afternoon. She stayed out because she knew she was. He was there. Her housemates were texting her. She, he's still here. Oh. And then eventually she left. They, he left, and she came back, and there was pee all in the bed. Oh my god, that is a it's bad, disgusting. bad first date. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Makes. What would how, I? I don't know. What's your What's your opinion on going back to yours or, or theirs? What would you prefer? Oh, good question. I would always rather go back to mine. Mm. Yeah, always rather go back to mine just because I feel better, safer, um, more like, I guess, more in control of the situation. Although I've never had this, but like sometimes when you invite someone back and then you might change your mind, then it's harder to let to get somebody to leave instead of to get you to leave. But most of the time when I've invited someone back, I'm like, I'm pretty sure. We all okay. know what's going to happen now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would say I, I would always prefer mine, but it's more difficult ending the situation in the morning if you're at your own because you don't know what yeah. the mindset of the person is. But I've woke up at mine and, and just thought, I, this person's got to leave immediately. And <laughs> they, they said there was one time I went to work after – this this date we didn't even sleep together she just stayed over my house and at like midday i got a text saying where's your sugar no <laughs> where's your sugar i was like what the are you still in my flat she was she stayed there all fucking morning had a coffee on the, on the house <laughs> can you believe that everyone around everyone around me was like why is she she's stealing all this stuff blah, blah, blah. so i was just <laughs> sat in work thinking christ my tv's gone all oh, my stuff's gone, my money's gone. She's nicking stuff at abandon. 
And oh, it was the worst. Ex- needless, needless to say, I never saw her again. But Fraser, the question it. is: Final straw. Did you make her a coffee when you got up in the morning? No. So if you had done that, she wouldn't have had to make her own. Come on, man. Yeah, but no, the main point is <laughs> she was there. I had another yeah. person ask me, can I stay for a bit longer? I was like, are you kidding? If I'm getting up, you're leaving. 100%. This this one time, I pretended I had work in the morning, got up at 6am. Stop. Said, yeah, you're going to have to go because I need to get ready. 6am, walked to, to the door, locked the door, went straight back to bed. Terrible. Moving on from sex-related first date stories, yeah, I've also got sent in a lot of very cute and innocent first date stories, one of which is a voice note, which I'm going to play for you now, and it's probably the cutest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. My grandma was working in a hotel, and my granddad was in the army, and he uh, met my grandma and liked the look of her, so asked if she wanted to go on a date. And obviously this was back before phones. Uh, So he said, meet me on the bridge um, at seven. And so he he got all dressed up, went and waited on the bridge. But my grandma never turned up, which is literally so sad. And then she went into town like two hours later and uh, still waiting on the Bridge was my granddad and he waited the whole time. He didn't give up even though she stood him up and then was going out with friends later on. Oh, it's the cutest story ever, but also me, like my grandma is horrible for that. And my granddad is the most romantic person ever. Oh, bless. I would never have seen her again. No <laughs> chance. Would you imagine you're waiting there all night on the bridge in your finest outfit? And they don't turn up. <laughs> Never again. Never again. Yeah, but she did turn up eventually. And now they've been married for like like 60, 60 years. I mean, the disrespect. Can you imagine? But... <laughs> it's but romantic it's so in the sweet. end. They it's got romantic. together, they got married, they've had a long family. But Christ, I wouldn't have been in the situation. I would never have had the family. I would have <laughs> just been like, right, on to the next. Christ, I've been waiting here two hours. But don't you think it's interesting comparing that and like first dates back then with like dating now because there's so much availability out there and if someone doesn't you know turn up or 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 you you know you get a different match that day and you're like oh this person's fitter I'm going to go on a date with them instead like back then it was so scarce to find someone you actually connected with and then I just I wish that I I think I was born in the wrong era to be honest I hate dating now it's shit (laughs) have you ever been um stood up on a first date I don't think so Mm. No, and I don't think I've ever stood anyone up either. No, I'm quite. I'm quite good with it. I'm. I'm. It's respectful, isn't it? It's so. It I think there's nothing. It's so rude. You know, you get ready, you go and wait somewhere or whatever. It. It would be. So, it's rude to. And like, obviously, the way I would take it would be different to someone else. But imagine you. You like somebody's quite sensitive. They'd be upset yeah. for days, and I wouldn't want to do that to, to someone. So no, it's not my. Not yeah. my thing. A friend of mine wrote into this and she said that on the morning of a date, um, she actually, her phone got stolen out of her hand on her way to work. And she was oh, yeah. only speaking to this boy on Hinge and she didn't have her social media or anything. And so she was like, crap, like, I don't, I, I don't have a phone. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to talk to him to tell him that I can't come on this date. Finds him on LinkedIn. 
He then messages her back later on that day being like, sorry, just seen this message. I'm actually on my way, way to the date now. So she's like, crap, I still have to go. So she draws out a hand drawn like map on google maps to try to get to this date without her phone um (laughs) like all to be able to get there to not stand him up and i was like that is good first date commitment and i rate that etiquette first date etiquette top notch i agree with it yeah 10 out of 10 i got stood up here the other week what has dating in canada been like awful what are they like compared to the brits not not good. I thought so. You know, I was just complaining to you about Bristol boys and dating, and I thought it was crap. Mm, that's why you um, went over the bridge to meet me. Yeah, <laughs> into good old Newport. Yeah, if I thought dating in Bristol was bad, I was drastically mistaken. The men here are. I think it goes back ties back to what we were saying earlier about them just being very flaky, and everything feels yeah. like a bit of a game and. You know, you and I have spoken before about like when we mash, it was just a very honest. It was like, Do you want me to do this? Yeah. It was like instant replies and it was just easy and there was no yeah. there was no funny business. It was just like, Yeah, let's meet up, like we get on, la la la. Here it's like play it cool, like everything's very on the apps. It's like one sentences, but not good banter. I think also the, the general crux of it here is that like guys don't get my banter here mm-hmm. because maybe because I'm English. <laughs> I don't get their I don't get their banter because they're Canadian. And then there's also just this barrier of like, there's just, I think there's just an air of arrogance. I don't know if it's because I'm in a city. I, I've never been, so I, I can, I can tell you, but I, I would imagine London is, is pretty similar. I don't know. I, you tell me mm. you've lived in both. I don't know if you've dated in both, but I didn't um, date in London. No, it's pretty much. I do. I do have a, um, a very good first date story for you. Go ahead. Um, related to, the Bristol Toronto scene but yeah stay tuned because it's juicy (laughs) I'm just popping a quick note in here as I'm currently sat in the cozy and comfortable home of this season's sponsors first and last coffee This glorious cafe was, ironically, and I'm not just saying this because it's on brand with the podcast, but it was the first coffee shop I ever set foot in when I moved to Toronto. And my God, did it set the bar high. The coffee honestly tastes amazing. The 60s vintage style interior is super quirky and fun, and it takes every ounce of self-control I possess not to pick up one of their delicious breakfast sandwiches every morning on my way to work. If you're around the Annex neighbourhood, then you absolutely need to check them out. Pop in for a coffee, browse the vintage clothes rail, or soak up the sun like I'm doing right now in their little courtyard area. Huge thank you to First and Last again for sponsoring the show. Speaking of, let's get back to it. So obviously I was saying to you how bad the Bristol dating scene was, and then like moved to Toronto, and I was like, yes, new city, new boys, new culture, like ready for it. This is probably the most ridiculous first date story you'll ever hear. And I'm I'm excited to tell you. Okay. <laughs> so three days before I moved to Toronto, I matched with a boy from Bristol on Hinge. Yeah. Um, and we sort of run in the same social circles. Like I knew of him, but I didn't okay. know. I'd ne- We'd never met before. And he was like, we should go on a date. And I said, uh, shit timing. I'm literally moving to Toronto in three days. But like maybe if I'm back next summer, you know. We should go on yeah, a date yeah. or something. Yeah. Anyway, left left it there. Started following each other on Instagram, as you do. Mm-hmm. And then while I was here, probably a couple of months later, maybe starting end of September time, we were just talking loads on Instagram, like replying to each other's stories. And when I say talking loads, I mean the messages were like this long. Like, That's nice. 
But yeah, it was so, so nice. And you knew and you just get on with someone so yeah. well. And I was just like, actually, this is just, this is really lovely. Mm-hmm. Instagram messages then turned into WhatsApps. And then WhatsApps then turned into FaceTimes. And FaceTimes then turned into like five hour FaceTimes. Oh my God. This is yeah, like and- relationship sort of levels, you know? I feel like I learned so much about him and yet had never met the boy before and he lived 6,000 miles away. And I was like, this is so frustrating. We lived literally 10 minutes away from each other for two years and now I live here and we're we're doing this. Like, what's the outcome sort of thing? Yeah. And then one night I just sort of flippantly said like, fuck it, just, just come to Toronto. Like, what have you got to lose? Come to Canada. Mm-hmm. And he was like, do you know what? It has, it has crossed my mind. Um, anyway, to cut a very long story short, he was like, screw it. I'm, I'm going to come for 10 days. And he did. So our first date was... <laughs> <laughs> That's nice though. Or did he yeah. go, am I going to find out more now? He, yeah, he turns up at the airport. Um <laughs> And I was standing there with a sign that said Fit Hinge Boy. <laughs> just <waiting. laughs> um, And yeah, we just it got on so well. It was amazing. Yeah, the, the longest first date ever because it was 10 days long. Um, nice. But it was wild and crazy. And so now what? <laughs> now what, Fraser? It's so hard. It's so it's so difficult. I felt like we had a two year relationship in about 10 days. Okay, so by the time it was over, you were like, "Yeah, fuck off." No, 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 no. But like, <laughs> it like he left, and the airport like that was horrible. We were both just were you crying. Yeah, I was. Yeah, nice. As long as he, he didn't, bit... as long as he didn't cry, that's that's ideal. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. We both... Show your emotions, <laughs> everyone. Ignore what I said in the last podcast. Last podcast, I said I, tears were an ick, and I take it back because that has been brought up quite a lot. <laughs> I actually tell people that quite a lot as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, I dated a boy once who said that crying was an ick. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how to deal with it. So I was having the discussion re- recently with, with my friend who, funny enough, we, we used to date. We, we spoke for a long time, and she lived in L.A., and I lived here. And then she came over and, and we dated for a bit while she lived in London and so on and so on. But it just like developed into a really good friendship. Mm. And um, she stayed right. in mine the other day uh, for for a week before she headed back. And um, we, we were discussing this. She was like, yeah, you, the thing is, you just try to def- diffuse it with with like humor and it, and it doesn't <laughs> really work. And yeah, that's I just can't handle it. That's why I find it in it because I can't handle it. I don't know how to yeah. be emotionally sensitive. Anyway, I interrupted. Carry on. No, 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 no. That that kind of ties back into it. I think like it's it's so difficult to be emotionally vulnerable with someone. I mean, this isn't really first date chat. This is more relationship chat now. But like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's a really hard situation to try to get your head around. I think, and that makes sense about the crying thing because some people just don't know how to deal with it. And yeah, with this particular situation, it's just a bit strange because we were so upset because we were like, we don't know if we're going to see each other again or when, or also what capacity that might be in. And you, yeah. you can't promise someone you're going to stay single until you come home because you also don't mm. know where they're going to be in a year's time. And it's really, yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. But um, and I was That's like, a great um, story. do you mind if I use this on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was open for it. 
Yeah, he was. He actually wrote me a first date review, which we'll get onto later. But <laughs> oh, nice! So a ten day first date review. A ten day first date review. And you can tune in to hear all of those first date reviews, plus a load more listener stories next week when part two of the first date episode drops. Um, The second half of the show, we're hearing all about your drunken, fueled and embarrassing stories, including a run in with a drug dealer. Yeah, you heard that right. Uh, Also paired with some good old fashioned love bombing stories. And Fraser and I discuss whether we have changed our dating habits since our first date with each other nearly two years ago. So if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your friends, partners, exes, parents, whoever you think might enjoy it. And don't forget to tune back in next week for part two.